0: good morning everyone isn't the lord good yeah I, I just i was listening to sam prayer and he says as we go from here and i thought what wait wait we're not leaving yet i i'm only going to speak to you just for a couple of uh hours or so i hope everybody had a great christmas um, it was, it was a lot of fun for me. I, I enjoyed it. I always have a good time. And, uh, you know, it, it's just incredible. I, I walked by the, the uh, table this morning, and it still has candy everywhere. And I said, oh, I'm so sick of candy. I'm so sick of fudge, and I'm so sick of all those homemade cookies that I just swore off of them until this afternoon. Because you can't have food go to waste. So, uh, but I hope everybody ha- has a gift. I know we have a lot of people traveling, and and there's uh, you know people uh, have family at home with them tonight uh, today. Uh, but I want to speak to you about a gift. I'm sure we all had gifts yesterday. I want to speak to you about a gift that God has given each and every one of us. And you say, I know it's Christmas season. He gave us Jesus Christ, that he would come and die. And and I'm not speaking about that gift. Although that is the, this is the time of year we really speak about the gift of of love, that Christ came, that light that entered into the world. But I want to speak to you today, just for a few moments, on the gift of time. In particular, I want to talk about redeeming time. I know that when we talk about time, sometimes we, we hear things like, well, we say we can waste time. You're just wasting time. Or, because uh, I, I heard that when I was, you know, when you're younger and your mom comes in and you're reading comic books, you're wasting time. Get up and go to work. Um, or you make wise use of time. Well, they're making a wise use of time. Or, oh, you're spending time Well. Spending time. Can you spend time and can you spend time well? But the reality is, with time, God is not a respecter of persons. In his divine wisdom, God, our creator, has dispersed to every single one of us life and time. Every day has the exact amount of time allotted to every person. Isn't that great? It doesn't matter who you are. Every individual on earth, regardless of their station in life, regardless of their religion, the culture, the creed, they all have something in common. Every single one of us that's alive today that's breathing air have the same amount of hours and minutes and seconds in each day. All of us share time equally. You can't purchase more of it. You can't earn another hour in the day. Every one of us. It doesn't matter who we are or what we do or where we hail from. It doesn't really matter. We all, all of us, share time, this great gift of time equally. And and with that, each of us develop an association with time. Some use their time by adhering closely to schedules, and and they're right there on time. I I, I know I I met my wife in, in Arkansas, and people in Arkansas like to show up early. So if something starts at 10, they're going to get there at 9.30 because they want to know what's going on. They don't want any surprises. They want to be able to talk to their friends before something happens and then the event. So they're going to get there early. And then you get to California, and and if, and if something starts at 10, at 9.58, there's no one there. At 9.59, there's a mass herd of cars that... There they are. And everybody goes in at nine fifty nine. And and they're right there, right on time. It's some people just really focus on agendas and and, and their and their time is scheduled. And then there's others that are a little more nonchalant with their time and and, and the way they approach time. Uh, a, a a schedule is more of a suggestion. You see that in different cultures. Some cultures are very regimented and they want their their time management to be done wisely. Then there's others as we're going to start when everybody gets there. What is time? Have you ever thought about it? What is time? Time is that temporal invention of God that he has wisely chosen to give each and every one of us. Our lives are governed by it and, and by time and the observance of time from the very beginning of civilization. We have marked our lives and recorded the events of this journey we call life with time. December 7th, 1941. Nine eleven. December 25th. See, we use we use dates to mark certain things to remember in time. We've used the sun and the seasons to calculate ways to mark the passing of time, calendars and almanacs and our, our inventions that we have created to help us track time. We have birthdays and anniversaries and wedding dates and, and each is given a date, a place etched in our memory to, in order for us to recall a certain event that happened at a certain place in time. That's what we call life. In school, one of our major subjects was about time. It was the study of history. Everybody loved history, didn't they? History, it's a way to remember what has happened and when it happened and why it happened and and why it occurred in in time and how we felt when that event transpired. We've even invented uh, machines that hang on walls that mark its passing. We wear them around our wrists or in our pockets or on our phones. So we can keep close track of time. Some of them are very simple, others are very ornate. Some work better than others, by the way. But regardless of the brand or the name or the cost, each has the same primary function. Every clock, every watch has the same primary function and that's allowing us to keep track of this elusive temporal commodity called time. Time. So what do we really know about time? One thing that we are aware of is that we can't speed it up or slow it down. Time is methodical, it's precise. It's consistent and unyielding to any attempt to change its rate of pace. Remember when you were in school and you had that one class that was so boring? You remember that? And the teacher was really boring and you would look at the clock and it looked like it was going backward. Did time really slow down? It didn't the truth is the clock on the wall clicked off each second in its same synchronized rhythm it has always since the day you took in your first breath of life I'm sure you have heard time flies when you're having fun I think isn't it amazing that a whole an entire week of vacation's like like 1 hour of work? Why is that? Does time speed up when you're enjoying yourself? Does time have a cruel side to its personality that says, "Oh, they're enjoying themselves. I'm going to speed it up so they can't enjoy themselves anymore." We know that's not true. See, time is an impartial observer. Time will not speed up to rob you of your joy or slow down to make one languish in the enduring moments of hardship. Job, a man just like you and I, he knew good times and bad times, and he described his days as as a weaver shuttle. I don't know if you've ever watched a weaver, but that shuttle goes back and forth, back and forth in the same synchronized rhythm, back and forth, weaving a tapestry of of life that only God knows the design. We sit there and he said, my days are just going back and forth, back and forth. I've mentioned it before, but if you look at a A a rug, a fine rug that's crafted if you look at the bottom side of it it looks so chaotic with the tied strings and everything else but if you turn it over you see the beautiful design of the fabric I believe we're kind of like Job we see the back side of that fabric we look at our lives and we see that weaver shuttle going back and forth. and we don't understand why time flies sometimes and slows down at others. But the reality is it's still consistent and it's still going. And we may not even know what's in our life. We may not know why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. But the creator of the heavens and earth, for those of us that have put our, our trust in him, he is designing a beautiful fabric to be admired by all. So the truth is that seemingly changing speed of time is really associated with our focus. It's what we're doing with this time, this scarce commodity that is given that gives it its purpose and its meaning and its rate. We take vacations and mental health days which are designed to remove the focus of deadlines and meetings and, and, and other demands associated with everyday life. Don't you like to get away from those occasionally? And these days, these, these vacation days, these mental health days, they are days that we spend on the desires of the things that we want to do, not what we have to do or is demanded of us. And, and when we are not focused on doing anything, have you ever been there? When you have nothing to focus on. There's no deadlines, there's no agendas. Our time just seems to slip by. The fastest week of my life was a vacation that, that, that we spent with no problems, no worries, there was nothing. My biggest decision was how long I was gonna stay in the pool. Uh, Some some focus on on the purpose and the meaning of the rate of time. Some have focused so much on their careers that they don't even know the needs of their children. Many know the needs of, of football players, basketball teams, golfers, other sports people, and they never know the needs of their own families. Why is that? Because if you don't have time to spend on what you say really matters, you need to change your perspective. See, here's the truth. The same is true regarding spiritual things about our life in Christ. It's easy to get focused on temporal issues in this life and allow our time to just fly by. My father-in-law always said it doesn't take long to live a life As a younger man, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, not as younger man. I realize how how true those words really are. See, a life not focused on eternity will move quietly by faster than we can imagine. Days and weeks and months and years can slip by us even when we are occupying our time with associations that have zero eternal significance. You may enjoy it right now, but, but you're, you'll, you'll realize that your time, your life will be gone. And we can miss the golden opportunities that God provides to speak into our lives because we are preoccupied with trivial things that will pass Away. see we can miss we can miss opportunities to share with family and and friends and the greatness with the greatness of the gospel because our our focus is askew our focus is on temporal things our focus is not on the things that that the lord has placed in front of us that have eternal significance i think many hear the voice of god speak to them but for some reason, they, we say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to begin doing that. We do that this time of year, don't we? New Year's resolutions. I will, do, I will do that, what I feel in my heart, and tomorrow I will talk to my neighbors. Tomorrow I will spend more time with my family. Tomorrow I will fulfill God's word. Tomorrow I will do this. And yet, it seems like tomorrow never comes tomorrow never comes because our focus never changes see Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus about this same matter Ephesus was a a very prosperous wealthy church and and they were they had become so focused on the perspectives of this life and they could tell you everything that was going on in this life but they couldn't tell you anything that was going on in the spiritual realm and Paul gave them this, this rule to live by. He understood where they were, and I, maybe, maybe you're there as well, where, where sometimes we can get so caught up in the things of this world that, that we're so focused on, on getting everything else accomplished that we never really focus on the eternal aspect of life. So Paul wrote to them in Ephesians five, he said this. He said, "Awake you that sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine upon you look therefore carefully how you walk not as unwise but as wise redeeming the time don't you love that phrase redeeming the time because the days are evil see we're told to redeem time how do you redeem time can you, it's not in the sense of like buying back. It's like you know we were redeemed by the blood of Christ that he purchased our salvation. You can't purchase your time back. You can't say, uh, Lord, can I have a do-over of yesterday because it really stunk. It, you can't do that. You can't redeem that time. But you can make wise and sacred use of every opportunity from this point forward. He's saying, what what Paul was saying was, he's not implying that we can get back wasted time, but we can make better use of every second that God has given us from this point on. He said, to redeem time, you must have an awareness. You must be awake. You have to be aware of your surroundings. What are the needs of those around you? Are you so focused or am I so focused on on the temporal things of what, what needs to be done that we focus that we fail to see what God really is doing in our lives? It was, the, it was the priest and the scribe that, and the Pharisee that walked by the hurting man that, that they were so busy, they were so focused on the temporal things, I've got to get to the synagogue, I have, I have to get this done, I have to do that. And they were doing things for God that they forgot to see what was really important and that was their fellow man. We have to have awareness. He said, awake and arise from the dead. See, the things of this life, they really have no life in them at all. He said, stop living the dead life of the temporal and live in the light of eternity. Only then, when we begin to really look at the things that matter, that's our relationship with God and our relationship with one another, only then do we see the beauty of God's purpose. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul addressed a situation where believers were unaware of their spiritual surroundings and he had to, to bring them in as well. And they were engulfed in the cares of, of life and the desires of this life, and they didn't have time for others or for eternal perspective. And Paul's solution to them was live life through the lens of eternity. See, when we're living in an awareness that our actions have eternal consequences, we change how we view life. Can you imagine we're we're going to stand before the Lord? All of us. That's going to be a great time, isn't it? I was was praying this morning, and I, I thought, Lord, I get to stand before you. Part of me was terrified. Part of me was overjoyed. You ever, you ever been there? It's like, wait, I'm going to stand before the Creator, but I love Him so much. We're going to stand before the Lord. Let me ask you a question, because I, I, I pose this to myself almost on a daily basis. When I stand before the Lord and I see His love and the greatness and glory in that he's bestowed in my life. Am I gonna have a moment of conscience this that that realizes I wish I would have done more for him? See as as a pastor I have I have officiated at a lot of funerals. I've watched a lot of people slip from this life to the next. The vast majority of people never regret the things they did. Even the bad things because they have come to a resolution in between them and God. Everyone regrets the things they did not do. It's important to, re- re- to remind ourselves it's not necessarily the things we've done, it's the things that we aren't doing and we're not doing them because our life is focused on temporal things and not eternal things so we have to be observant to redeem time if our focus is on the temporal world it is certain we will not see the blessings of God that are in store for us walking each day in this journey we call life and you say well pastor is everything in life bad no it's not I love life I enjoy life But there are are things that that we can get so consumed with in this life that we have to keep them in proper perspective. That the things that really matter are the eternal relationships. It's the people in your life that God has placed there that you can speak into, that you can encourage, that you can lift them up, that you can pray for, that you can have a godly influence that they can stand before the Lord and, and and be able to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Can you imagine standing before the Lord and you're standing there and you're thinking, man, I wish I'd have done more for you, Lord. And he looks and says, hey, look behind you and you see a crowd of people. He said, You didn't know it, but because you spoke a kind word to that lady, she gave her life to me. Because you handed out that that meal to this man right right there, that he changed his life, and now he's serving me. And these people that are behind you are all in eternity with you because you had an eternal perspective. Christ spoke to the church in Laodicea in the book of Revelation, and, and, and they were a church that were so focused on temporal things, and, and, and it was, it's ironic that, that, they, that everything they thought they had, the Lord said, you don't have, because they said, I am rich, and Jesus said, no, you're not, you're really poor. And he said, hey, um, uh, Ben, I have a lot of clothes, and Jesus said, no, you're naked. And they said, man, I can see clearly, and, and, they, and Jesus said, you're blind, See, they were looking at at life through the blessings of God, of this life, and they were failing to see the blessings of spirituality. It's nothing wrong with having things in this life until they block your vision of the eternal. Jesus Jesus used a a common term, for, for the solution to their problem. He said, I, here, here's my solution. You need some eye salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Now in Phrygia, the, close to them, they were really known for, for eye salve. It was uh, something that, that, that they used and Jesus was using a reference for that church that they would get and they would comprehend. And he said, if you really want to, to be in right relationship with me if you really want to have a life that's meaningful if you really want a life that's impacting you need to be able to see the spiritual things as I see them and he said anoint your eyes with eyesal in other words pull off all of the blinders that you've allowed for in life and realize that it's the eternal that matters it's the important things in life enjoy life have fun go on vacations i will hope i pray that everybody has 10 times as much vacation this year as they did last year. I pray that everybody has a financial blessing. I pray that everybody has great health. I pray that your families prosper. I pray that God blesses us abundantly in this life. But the most important thing beyond all of those things, if God doesn't give us any of those, is that we learn to look with spiritual eyes and we look at the eternal because when we look at the eternal, God is going, to be able to open our eyes and we will see what's really important. So what should I do about it? Well I know we have New Year's resolution besides the swearing off of chocolates. Which I never keep that one. So now I just say, Lord, all right, here's my New Year's resolution. I'm not going to eat any chocolate for the next two weeks. Here's the solution. Don't beat yourself up over things you can't change. We can look back at our lives. We can look back at the last year. We can look back at last week. We can look back at yesterday. And you might say, oh man, I wish I had a do-over. I wish I could do that again. I wish I could take those words back. I wish I could take that action back. I wish, I wish, you can't change yesterday. But you can change today. And you could change tomorrow. See, we have this great thing called time. God has given it to us. None of us know how much time we have. But you can make the most use of the time that God has given you. Listen to what Philippians 3.13 says. He says, brethren, Paul's saying, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind don't you like that you say well what am i forgetting well well you know evidently paul may have been forgetting he may have been getting older because when you walk into a room and you forget why you walked in there you ever do that and you have to walk back out to remember so paul said forget the things which are behind reach forth to the things which are before if I have any, any words of comfort and encouragement today, I would say, what's in the past is in the past. Don't worry about what happened. But today, right now, this moment, You can say, Lord, I am not going to worry about that. If there's something that I need to repent of, Lord, I repent of it right now. But right now, this day, I want to see with spiritual eyes. I'm going to set aside everything else and I'm going to focus on the things that really matter on my relationship with my family, on my relationship with my friends, on my relationship with you. Lord, I want to walk in a spiritual realm and I want to see with spiritual eyes. Start today. Be aware today. Don't allow one moment to come that you regret. Seize the day. Make that call that you've been putting off. Have that conversation that you need to have. Love well. Serve well be a blessing to those that you know and those that you don't allow the light of Christ to shine in you and when you stand before the Lord he will say well done thou good and faithful servant would you stand with me not going to ask the band to come back uh But I want to end this year with a focus that I want to start in next year. Let's be the church. Let's rise to the challenge that Christ has set before us. And the very first thing we have to do is have his eyes to see as Christ sees. The Bible says, Paul said, he had the mind of Christ. What does that mean? He thought in the same patterns that Christ did. He thought of the same things. He cared about the same things. And the great thing about this, this thing called time, is none of us know how much time we have left. But you have all control on how you spend the time you have. You say, well, I really wish I could pray as much as that person... You have 24 hours, they have 24 hours. All of us have the same amount of time. What are you going to do with the time you have? Can I encourage you? Live it well. Live well. And at the end of your days, you want to be able to say, I have no regrets. As Paul said, I have fought the fight, I have kept the faith, and now there is a crown of righteousness awaiting me let's live well let's allow this year in spite of 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 COVID in spite of everything else that may come that we don't or that aren't aware that we aren't aware of and you say well how do you know something's going to happen this year I know because there's an election this year and there's always something that happens in an election year So it doesn't matter what it is. Let's look beyond those things and let's look at the things that really matter. And let's live our lives well because the only one we need to please is our Lord and Savior. Would you pray with me?